Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 24th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. We are getting closer and closer to the start of the season. Yes, there are games this Saturday. Personally, as someone who enjoys watching Big Ten football, I am most intrigued in week zero by Nebraska traveling to Illinois. Scott Frost, especially with everything that's been going on in Nebraska as of late in what could be a make or break year in Lincoln, traveling to Champaign where Brett Bielema begins a new era with the Illini. Before we start, I wanted to remind everyone that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to see your comments and are so thankful for any feedback if you want us to cover a topic we haven't already or if we haven't hit your favorite team yet as we preview all the Power 5 schools and some group of fives as well this offseason on the College Football Daily. Of course, if we have already covered your favorite team, which unless you are a Wisconsin, TCU, or Florida State fan, we already have, and you missed it or you want to listen back, don't worry. We have all the episodes for you. Just go to Spotify, search for the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily, and listen as we preview your favorite program. As I mentioned previously coming in, we only have Wisconsin, Florida State, and TCU left. Well, let's knock off one of those programs on today's episode and preview the Wisconsin Badgers. Joining me to talk about the Badgers, covering Wisconsin for 24-7 sports, Badger247.com, is Evan Flood. Evan, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me. Appreciate it. So Evan, Wisconsin will begin the season ranked 12th, the, the second highest Big Ten team, tops in the Big Ten West. Chris Hummer, one of our national college football writers at 24-7 Sports, picked the Badgers as one of those teams outside the top 10 that could crash the college football playoff. Look, the likelihood in order to do that is obviously to get through Ohio State, most likely, in the Big Ten title game. Wisconsin, of course, hasn't been to the playoff yet. With Graham Mertz, another year older and a lot of returning production, is there any pressure on Wisconsin to finally get there this season? You know, Any pressure on them to take that next step and challenge the Buckeyes to to be the Big Ten's representative in that group of four. I don't know if pressure is the right word, but it's certainly been a talking point here in Madison for the last couple of years. I mean, look, the Badgers have faced Ohio State in, in that Big Ten title game a, a couple times now and, and come up short uh, each time. Um, I don't know if Wisconsin has necessarily done enough in recruiting to close that gap, uh, but but this team I, I do think has a, a better chance specifically because they've got a little more firepower on offense. They finally got a quarterback they feel like can eventually push them uh, over that hump. And, and they've got, you know, some pretty good talent at, at the skill positions, which has kind of uh, hurt them in the, in the past in this matchup against an Ohio State team that's uh, extremely explosive. Now, obviously, the Badgers have to navigate the regular season schedule uh, but before we're even talking about this. But you look at Wisconsin's past two recruiting classes, I do think they are on 
the right steps to, to closing that gap. They've had, uh, you know, last three really have been their highest rated recruiting classes um, of all time in the 24-7 sports composite era. Um, you're seeing these two, these last two, a lot of guys from these classes are, are really stepping up and pushing some of the older guys here in fall camp. And I think we'll see quite a few of these guys on the field. So, um, you know, I, I think Wisconsin, uh, most people feel like they're, they're maybe still a couple years away from taking that next step and, and really giving Ohio State a run for their money consistently um, if things continue on this track. But it's definitely a talking point here uh, in, in Madison uh, that, you know, they're kind of tired of the Big Ten West titles and, and finishing second fiddle to Ohio State. You know, eventually they, they got to bust through. So I want to stay on the topic of pressure and, you know, Graham Mertz, he has a ton of potential. You know, if he develops, I definitely believe he could be one of the Big Ten's best quarterbacks. So I'm going to kind of ask you to fill in the blank, so to speak, on this one. And it could be a multitude of things. You know, it could be a multitude of answers. So for Graham Mertz to take the next step and get closer to reaching that potential of possibly one of the Big Ten's best quarterbacks, he needs to improve this season at blank, fill in that blank. I would say the biggest thing that's come up here in fall camp and, and last season was identifying and, and dealing with pressure pre-snap. Now, when, when he gets a clean pocket and his first option is open, he looks really good, as good as any quarterback in the, in the Big Ten, in my opinion. You know, it's when it's when bodies start moving around in the front seven and, uh, you know, secondaries like to play with his eyes. And, and a lot of the stuff you'd expect from a young quarterback, right? It was his first year as a, as a full-time uh, starter. You know, teams got some film on him and after what he did against uh, Illinois and Michigan in those first two games and then lit up those defenses, things started to change a little bit. People pick up on his tendencies. So I think he's got to be more of the aggressor in, in terms of playing with the defense adjusting his uh, protections pre-snap to, to make sure guys are accounted for. I know a lot of people are expecting big things from him and, and to make a jump as a sophomore. And look, he's got all the talent to do so, but I think it's just little things that, that go unnoticed like that, maybe to the average fan, that are really going to make or break whether or not he has the season most people think he's capable of. And, you know, staying on the offense, what did you make of Wisconsin's inconsistencies in that unit last year? I mean, just so up and down, you obviously had the three straight games of seven points or less, but look, they had 45 against Illinois, 49 against Michigan, 42 against Wake Forest in their bowl game. Was it just because they dealt with all of these COVID cancellations or were there issues that needed to be fixed this offseason that if they're not fixed could, I guess, kind of carry over into this season? I think it's a combination of things. You know, first you got to realize that that Wisconsin lost their their top two receivers after that Michigan game. Uh, Ken, uh, Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis, both who are coming back for an extra season. Those guys really. You know, when they were gone, Wisconsin wasn't able to balance the offense the way they, they wanted to and, and keep defenses guessing. And Davis did not play the rest of the season prior, appeared in, in one game uh, the rest of the year. And that left a, a true freshman, Shimmeray DK, who I think could break out this season as the guy that they relied on to move the ball through the air. And then once, you know, defenses were able to key on him, the passing game really stalled over those next uh, four games and really the next five. I know Wisconsin put up 42 on, on Wake Forest, but, but they had a, a bunch of takeaways. Uh, so, so with those two back, I think it's going to be very helpful. And then the other part is, you know, because of COVID, Wisconsin was constantly missing a, a lot of bodies, whether it was at the offensive line, running back, uh, that really hit the team hard. And, and it was tough to, 
get in a rhythm throughout the season. I don't think anybody in the program wants to use that as a crutch. I think they feel like there were some more underlying issues that they needed to get cleaned up uh, in fall camp. But I, I do point to those things as to why there was such a substantial drop off in points per game, yardage, you know, all those statistics. Uh, you know, if, if Wisconsin was healthy um, like they were in those first two games, it showed the ability to be a very explosively balanced offense, um, you know, that, that could have a, a couple guys maybe run for 100 yards, a couple guys 100 yards receiving. I think if they're able to stay healthy this year, they'll be closer to what they were in those first two games than what they were in the last five. So Evan, a couple more from me. You know, we talked obviously about Wisconsin's postseason potential earlier. The schedule to start is Penn State, then Eastern Michigan, both at Camp Randall, and then Notre Dame at Soldier Field. Now, realistically, their playoff aspirations could either take a big hit in September or obviously get a big boost depending on how those two games, specifically Penn State and Notre Dame, go. But besides those three games to start, what are maybe some other games that intrigue you most when it comes to Wisconsin and their hopes to get to the playoff for the first time in 2021? You know, a lot of people are pointing to that Rutgers game uh, early in, in November as the trap game for the Badgers. Obviously, Greg Shiano's come in and, you know, breathe some life in, into that program um, after another year. You know, could they be a team that, that potentially makes a jump? And, you know, it's kind of sandwiched in between the middle of the Big Ten West slate for Wisconsin. They, you know, they're going to be coming off what is usually the most physical game of the year uh, against Iowa. Then they'll have to travel to Piscataway. Um, you know, will they get caught? looking uh, ahead to Northwestern the, the following week, a team that beat them in, in 2020, and then back-to-back rivalry games with, with Nebraska and Minnesota. So I, I think that game is kind of sandwiched in a scary spot for, for Wisconsin, especially when you look at the long travel they're going to have to go through and coming off a game against Iowa that, that you know, is, is generally a four-quarter game. Um, and, and like I said, one that's usually their most physical of the year. No, Evan, I'll tell you this much. You made my ears ring there. I am, in fact, a Rutgers alumni, uh, Rutgers alum, uh, big Rutgers fan as well. Uh, so the fact that you believe that Rutgers could possibly play an upset role <laughs> if everything breaks well for Wisconsin got me a little excited. Obviously, the season is very, very close, but it's always nice to project, uh, maybe not project, but to talk about some games later in the season that could definitely uh, pay dividends for one or both teams. So so last one from me, have you made a prediction yet for Wisconsin this season? And if you haven't, just what are your general expectations for the Badgers? I haven't, but uh, based on what I've seen in full camp, I, I think this team should win the Big Ten West. Uh, this defense, I think, has a, another chance to be scary good. I know a lot of people thought they might fall off with, with some of the losses in the front seven, uh, but but they've been absolutely dominant here uh, in fall camp. And, and given that offense fits at, at times, I, I see this unit being once again, um, you know, top 10, top 15 group nationally, uh, if not better. I think that alone um, and then you look at the gap between them and, and the Big Ten West when Wisconsin's had one of their better defenses tends to look pretty good for, for UW. Um, and then like I talked about in the past, this offense, I think, has a chance to be not only explosive, but but very balanced and, and sort of make their opponent pick their poison. We know Wisconsin's going to run the ball, and, and that's where their bread and butter is going to be. But I think they have weapons on the outside, similar to what they had in, in 2017 when you had Quintez Cephas, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, A.J. Taylor back there. You know, four guys who could get 100 yards on any given Saturday. This receiving core isn't that good, but you've still got David 
Davis, you still got Pryor, you got a potential breakout sophomore in, in Shimmery DK, oh, and 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 then all a returning all Big Ten performer at tight end in Jake Ferguson. I, I just think it's really it's going to be really hard for anybody in the West to take away all the weapons with Wisconsin has, and you know this isn't a Wisconsin team. I, I don't think opponents can gang up on in in the box and you know force them to pass the football anymore. And, and of course, like you mentioned, not now that they've got you know potentially a special quarterback in Wisconsin. You know, when they've had an above average quarterback, you know, we've seen in the past, all the pieces are generally there. This is, you know, the part that stopped them from going from a good team to a great team. So so I, I do think they'll win the West. I do think they have an outside chance to win the Big Ten, although I do think they might be another year or two away of stacking recruiting classes together. But um, based on what I've seen in fall camp, I would say this Wisconsin team compares favorably to some of the others that, that have won the West in recent memory here. Well, look, this season certainly has potential to be a special one in Madison, as we've been saying. Make sure to check out Badgers247.com for everything you need to know about Wisconsin this season and follow Evan on Twitter at Evan underscore flood. Thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for giving me some time. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Remember that if you like what you hear, drop us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcast. We have some exciting things in store for this coming season, so make sure to tune in every single day, as always. For Evan Flood, I am Lance Glenn. Trey will be back with you tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.